final level is a return to the beginning. This is the last dragon. A cycle is complete. And now, there is a new emptiness to be filled. A new journey, which you must make alone. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater... Good. (laughs) Nice. Oh, that's great. Uh, I am here to talk to you about The Last Dragon. I'm very excited for many, many reasons. One of those is that this is episode 335, and I am Sean Allred. I don't know why I'm saying this weird, but I am. Wait, what? Are you The Last Dragon? I am not. Oh. Well, then Uh, what good are you? I I don't know. (laughs) Uh Just tonight, I'm here to push push buttons and take names, and I'm all out of no push buttons and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of bubble gum or something. Um, there's a quote in there somewhere. I am Sean Ard, and joining me tonight is Andrew. Often crafts his gang's football shoulder pads to look menacing. Jemison. That was a long one. Hey man, what it look like? <laughs> Jive turkey. <laughs> All I can think of is like when sh- the Shogun guy comes out and he's got those shoulder pads with the like the rubber spikes on. It's like somebody had to make those, right? It's like, is there the gang craft guy, you know, who who's like so you're busy? You're treat- telling me ninjas don't wear those on a normal basis? I mean, they might wear them. I don't know, but like you have to make that. You can't buy that. It's not like there's a ninja. There's like an evil bad guy ninja store in Harlem that he can just go to and buy that stuff. Like you had to make that. Uh, there's a gangs are us, man. Gangs are us. Okay, is that is yeah. that is that in Harlem, or do they need to go to like Queens or somewhere else? No, it's in, it's in Harlem, but uh, you know it's like a registry thing. You know, you you know, I got a murder coming up soon, so you put out the registry and people get your stuff. That's cool. Go with the, you go with the <laughs> instead of the scan gun, it's just a gun, right? It's an actual gun. You just rob the place. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> a poor business model, but you know it's it's great. Uh, also, actually, with us, oh yeah, I'm sorry. One one more thing to correct you here: you can actually buy those on Diamond Dave's Ninja Store. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen that, but uh, no. you can go to his website, Diamond Dave Ninja Ninja Store. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, that's, that's awesome. That's awfully close to an inappropriate word, is what I'm saying. Is it? It's, it sounds well, like I it. was I was not paying any attention, which that, scares okay. me even more. It's okay. I don't know. It, it's weird. Uh, that voice you just heard also is Sam. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. I'm laughing because as soon as I saw this on TV or on the movie, I had to make this your middle name. Sam Mohawk Colonel Sanders Vector. <laughs> and Sean. Yeah. Sean. If, let, me, let me say hello to my little fish. 
Yeah, we, we're going to talk about that thing later. Yeah. We're going to talk about that thing later. And also joining us, making his, definitely not his, his podcasting debut, making his triumphant return to this show is Cornelius is the Shogun of Cleveland County, Logan. Show damn enough. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, guys, this is this is great. I'm looking forward to this. We've had two weeks of kind of heavy, um, life-changing material, and tonight we are here to talk about The Last Dragon and just have a good time and just laugh and... And just whatever, because this I don't movie... know. This was I don't know, Sean. This is very serious. This this movie has some very serious themes and and issues in it uh, that that I think need to be addressed. Okay. In the in this podcast, well, so why don't you go ahead so, and bring up some of those things? Well, um, you know, <laughs> the idea of. of um, not 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 being a master um and, and that some dumb guy is uh <laughs> is, is not in any way shape or form any kind of uh generalization of um of the chinese culture okay well good yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so 1985's the last dragon uh this is the uh, our quartet. This is our finale of our month of Black History Month movies. When I approached Corny about this, sorry, Cornelius. Uh, Cornelius. When I approached, uh, yeah, I know. When I approached you about this three and a half <laughs> weeks ago, I said, "Hey, what do you want to?" Do? Before I finished typing the text, we're doing Black History Month movies. You had already responded with The Last Dragon. It was actually rather impressive. You knew without thinking. Right, the yeah. whole the whole arrow bit. Yeah, sorry, I'm trying to loop it all back in. Um. Anyway, so I've never seen this before. I had never seen this before. The neither other day. had I, and I'm surprised because this is right up an '80s kid alley, yeah. right? I mean, I, this is. I, I thought we'd actually seen it before, like way back. And oh, I really go back and yeah, because this is like one of my low key favorite movies. Like, it's not in the top ten, but it's certainly like, oh, shit, it's on. I got to watch it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just assumed I'd made you guys suffer through this before. No? No, as far yeah. as I know. No. No, we hadn't done this before. I do remember, um, we've talked about it a lot, and I do remember, it was weird hearing the song The Last Dragon, uh, but it not being in the intro to the podcast, because that's the only time I'd ever heard it before, was for the intro. Yep. And so when I when it got through you are the words you are the last dragon I was expecting static to come up and it transitioned to the next tune but no it it kept going it was very strange <laughs> and going and going and going yeah <laughs> kind of a badass tune by the way uh, I, I liked it no it's very fun and very eighties and I, I I got no problem with it at all for just just for those who are listening and have no idea what this movie is here's a quick little synopsis of. The Last Dragon. In New York City, a young man searches for a master to obtain the final level of martial arts mastery known as the glow. Yeah, that's right, it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I yeah, mean, I guess that's kind of what this is, but it, it doesn't really feel like a, a movie where it's a kid searching for a thing. It just feels like there's so many other subplots happening that I'm not really ever sure what plot A is. I could have saved him a whole lot of time 
and effort just sending him to the Motel 6 with a black light. <laughs> to find the glow. <laughs> uh, uh, Andrew's got a point. <laughs> the glow is, in fact, uh, Super Saiyan uh, 1. Uh, actually, 2 when he actually gets it. Because, you know, it's a little bit of electricity. Yeah, well, I, I did have a very much a, a, a... I know Sam's not seen it. I don't know about Andrew. I did have kind of a Dragon Ball kind of vibe with levels, using the word level. You know, because that's kind of a theme in Dragon Ball, and and the fact that he does glow, and that the bad guy glows red, and and there's there's some stuff there happening that's very kind of anime uh, driven, anime uh, in style. But but boy, this movie. Okay, so like I said, <laughs> 1985's The Last Dragon. Um, I'm actually excited. So, Corny, you said this is low key one of your favorites. I could totally see why. Yep, because not for not as a bad thing, not as a bad thing, but just I can see, like I said, well, like I said earlier, as an 80s kid, you know, I could see watching this on a Saturday afternoon over and over and over again. Right. Because you all wanted to be his little brother and and have the attitude. And and we all wanted to to to, you know, get the girl by being kind of awkward. And, and, you know, it's just it's it's a perfect preteen movie um you know where it's just it's just so stupid it's great you know it's just you know do we ever why did he go away with the old guy do we ever figure that out what what do you mean i'm sorry like what was the initial reason he went to go get trained oh we never know like right and, and then he has to come home and live in a house with with his family like he nothing ever happened but yet now he's He's wearing a little sunshine hat, you know, around town. Um, yeah. yeah. It's just, I'm and I so just, confused. I just assumed, <laughs> you know, I, I like like you, Sean, I'd never seen this before, and I just assumed that the opening scene, we're in Japan, or we were in China, we're in yes. some country, and then <laughs> come to find out, no, he's just some guy that lives out in the street. Yeah, on a houseboat <laughs> in somewhere in New York. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, this movie does kind of feel like there was 30 minutes of backstory that were filmed that we just didn't see. You know? Yeah. Like, because you're not wrong. This is just a dude that he goes and sees on the on Tuesday nights. Right? But, he, but the way that the film is portrayed, this is like, this has been his life for the last 20 years or 18 years or however old he is. Like this, like mom and dad sent him to learn the ways of the whatever because he needed to, because he was a different kid and they, this is what he was into. And so they sent him to go learn from the master. Right. But no, this is just the thing that he does on the, on, you know, like you're not wrong. Like it feels like we're missing a lot of backstory. Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll fill in your backstory. Um, You just put me in the place of Bruce Leroy and my brother in the place of his brother. It's an action movie. That is your backstory. So everything you know about me essentially fits. Um, we, we are that that different. I'm pretty sure my brother John has told my mom, you know something wrong with you? Like a, at least a couple times, you know? Yeah, I don't know if I could see your mom managing in a, an Italian shop, though. Like a, like a pizzeria. Wouldn't that food be good, though? 
I oh. mean, it would be good, but I don't. I just, you know, I don't know if I could see the the the. I could see your mom slapping dudes in the face with pie uh, pizza dough. Like I can definitely <laughs> see that part. <laughs> I laughed at that part. Uh, so uh, Sam, let's go ahead and hit your five word review, and then we'll move oh. on. Yeah, sure. Um, I just have one tonight, um, and, and that is kick flick with no kick. Um, That's good. And. and and the only reason I say that is for a kung fu movie, the the fighting was horrible. Yeah. It was really, really bad. <laughs> and and I was really kind of looking forward to some kick flick. And and maybe I'm spoiled by um oh what Jackie did we watch? Jackie Chan and Jet Li. Jackie yeah. Chan, Jet Li, and and or even the the Kung Fu Fury um yeah. or whatever we watched you know oh, back kung then. Kung Fury, and, yeah, gosh, yeah, yeah. Oh. And and I expected more impressive fight scenes, and this was so bad. It was so bad to the point where it was comical. Now, don't get me wrong. Like I said before, the '80s kid Sam would have loved this back in the '80s, yeah. right? I mean, obviously this drips, drips with the '80s. But at the same time, I I, I don't ever want to go back. It's so <laughs> bad, yeah. and it's it's. <laughs> You know the the outfits and the dancing together in the streets and Ugh. and the, the music. I just don't like that music. And this one, I mean, talk about trying to sell me on '80s music. This is almost like a musical, right? With <laughs> with the, the the '80s music in it. And I just it was cringeworthy, cringeworthy. But at the same time, I'm like, why am I enjoying this piece of crap? Right. <laughs> <movie>? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting there trying to how am I going to review this thing because I hate it but I love it at the same time. Yeah. It's 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 itching a scratch that that I haven't itched in a while um with with a kind of a Saturday <laughs> Saturday afternoon oh. matinee type of thing. Did you just say itching a scratch? Itching a scratch that I haven't itched in a while? Itching scratching, scratching an, an itch. itch? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, scratching an itch. One's a verb and one's not. I'm with you. Yeah. So Yeah. I'm I'm having a hard time. I, I don't even know how I'm going to grade this thing um, because it, it's in, in terms of making me smile and laugh at it and and, and the stupidity, it was a lot of fun, yeah. right? But at the same time, it's just so bad. It's just such a bad movie. <laughs> so uh, bad. This is. I mean, oh. to to your point, Sam, about the the martial arts being bad. I mean, you're not wrong. This isn't a yeah. time in the '80s and the early '90s did this basically until Jackie Chan came along, as far as I know. Yeah. And that was yeah. one punch knocks a bad guy out. Yeah. The one punch man. Yeah. Yep. So like like he's just flailing his leg around, kicking people, and they are <laughs> flying. I mean, just. I, I know that you know, these guys are, you know, like let's say our hero is super strong, but I mean, yeah. these guys are 230, 250 pound dudes that are flying like they were shot out of a slingshot. The kids were sending some of these guys flying. Now the little it's kid, not even... which we we've seen now, Corny, you, you probably know this because you know this movie maybe better than well, you probably know it better than any of us. That's definitely true. But that little kid would go on to star in another mm-hmm. American uh, kick flick. Called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two. Yep. Mm-hmm. Seriously, he's the he's the <laughs> Asian kid that hangs yeah. out with his name's Kano. He's the pizza delivery guy. Yeah, yeah. But 
I'm not gonna lie. His martial arts was the best in the movie, except for the other guy mm-hmm. that, that didn't know any, but then turned out that he was actually good. Yeah, I mean Bruce Leroy was fit, oh, right? Yeah. I mean he was he was fit, but it just I, he he didn't sell me on being a kung fu master. I'm I'm afraid. Even with the glow, even with his glow, I never I never it was sold on. Well, he didn't really sell himself on it until much later. <laughs> Very true. Andrew, what's your uh, five on you? Well, I have two. Um, <laughs> infomercial for the 80s. And I yeah, know that's only four, yeah. but uh, that is. And then uh, beautifully 80s, but done poorly. All right. Yeah. And so I started thinking about other movies that were done in this time. And, you know, 84, 85, that's, those are big years for movies. And we had things like... Uh, the Goonies that came out in '85, and uh, The Breakfast Club, and uh, Weird which Science, are, which is all a little... of those are very '85, '80s, right? Yeah, it's yeah. just yeah. they avoided the bad part of the '80s, I think. Yeah, and I think had this movie been made later, I got kind of a Scott. Not, I almost said the wrong thing. Uh, no, that's right, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, Scott right? Pilgrim. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. I kind of got a Maybe little bit like of that 40, vibe like... <laughs> uh, later on when when we started getting his uh, his glow and we see the you know all the neon lights when he's kicking the shogun and uh, <laughs> it was yeah but uh, yeah it was I agree with Sam it <laughs> there was some <laughs> there were some things that I generally laughed at but they were things that weren't supposed to be funny. <laughs> They were things that, you know, his acting. Okay, Leroy Green, bless his heart, that guy can't act for anything. I mean, and I just laughed at his facial expressions. And there's one moment where he's staring, like just staring into the camera, and you think it's like just going to happen for a second. It's a good five or six seconds of him just staring in the camera. And I thought, my God, this is terrible. <laughs> I just started laughing. <laughs> um, you know, the I, the, I don't know if it's a Soul Train vibe or what, what kind of vibe you want to call it with the, with the dance party and the, the music videos and that. Um, but I, I kind of enjoyed that because I missed that part of the 80s. I, Sam says he doesn't miss that. But oh, no, I, I kind of do. You know, I love 80s music, and uh, I, that part I kind of missed. Um, but uh, And my last and probably biggest complaint is the the boss, the mob boss, the whatever, his girl. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What a voice. <laughs> you know... He's trying to make her a star, which number one, I don't get it, uh, because there's no like chemistry between them that you don't you don't buy it as them being a couple or a or even you know I, even friends with benefits. You just don't buy that. And then her, she's just the most annoying voice I've ever heard. I think she's right up there with Fran Drescher. So yeah. Anybody else uh, get the hopping man? Only this time it was the hopping weapon or the hopping. Well, uh, monster. Well, yeah. So hopping, there are hopping men or hopping men, man, 
all throughout this 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 movie. I mean, this this movie felt like a constant setup and then ignore. We're gonna set up a thing and then ignore. There's a monster yeah. in the tank that we one never see and two it doesn't kill anyone. Then what's the point of having it? Like there's there was no point of having it. Like it would have been a yep. funny bit if the if the bot the this the Arcadia guy, which he's like a mob boss, but he runs arcades. Like I was never really con- like uh, sure about one how he got his what? power or or why he was evil. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. but like if he would have. <laughs> Like if Bruce Leroy would have threw him into the thing, like if he had a full head of hair, right? And then the monster yeah, eats off yeah. the hair, and when he comes out, now he's bald. Okay, there's a payoff there. At least we have a gag. Cause well, as it soon did as... scratch his face. Oh, 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 gee whiz, a little scratch. Because like, <laughs> I was watching this with my wife, as I do, and she says, you know someone's going to get eaten in that thing. I'm like, oh my gosh, you ha- they have to. You have to have yep. someone get eaten in there, and no one does. It was such a it was such a hopping man. The other hopping man was the barking guy. Like when they're having like bad guy auditions, like this guy oh. is being portrayed as so insane that all he can do is bark, yet he is skilled enough to use a typewriter to create a resume. This is another <laughs> moment that I just busted out laughing. I mean, and I don't think it was supposed to be funny. I think it was supposed to be somewhat intimidating, but yeah. Totally out of Blazing Saddles, by the way. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, but that's a parody. Whereas this is like, yeah, we need to have bad guy auditions because this, this, you know, Bruce Leroy is legitimately awesome villain or hero. So they have, they literally have this guy who's got like a leash and he's crazy. Again, he's also wearing like hockey pads or something, and and he's just barking. But we don't see him fight anybody. He's not in the final boss. We just get Mohawk. Colonel Sanders, who gets his, he gets pantsed for some reason. And, and if you looked when he's getting taken down, he's laughing. He's actually laughing. Like, I don't think that yeah. the actor could, could act. Like, he was just like, oh, these kids are all loving me. This is fun. I'm on camera. Look, Ma. Hey. Like, he's laughing. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so. This, I'd, I will say. I did feel like maybe I've got a shot if we go back to the 80s and I'm I'm me today I could have a chance to be a a big guy in a movie because none of these guys were muscular like you didn't see any villains that had like that were built you just saw other, these other fat than Shogun, guys Shogun at least had some muscle on <laughs> The 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 first scene where we meet Shogun and and the guy pulls his shirt off in the top of the balcony of the theater and he's wearing this like little uh, <laughs> I don't even know what to call it it looks like a sports bra and he's <laughs> he's like four times bigger than me and I'm like this guy's the intimidating one okay cool <laughs> yeah oh man yeah Julius Carey who played Shogun he was six foot five inches he was a big man. I mean that's huge in Hollywood, and unfortunately he passed away at the age of fifty-six mm. uh, from cancer, which is a bummer. But he uh, he's done some acting. I mean, as as sad as it is to say, he's kind of the best actor in the movie. Yeah, I would agree on that. Like sure. he he only has one note, but he's really good at that one note. Whereas everyone else is terrible at their one note that they do. He he is the kung fu film we wanted to see. <laughs> yeah. 
No, which, seriously, right? Yeah. That is the the kung fu enemy, the kung fu big bad that that we go to see kung fu movies about. Yeah, there was no real kung fu hero. There was just it was so dry when it came to the movie that I was expecting. Well, again, and this here's the other problem. Like one of the many <laughs> with this movie is you have two villains, you have two bad guys, right? And and both of them just want Bruce Leroy out of the way. Uh, one is for personal gain, and the other one is because he's protecting vanity, so that for some reason, so that Eddie, whatever his name is, um, is there... yeah, he so he can get her to cake. in give her cake, yeah, so he can <laughs> get her to endorse fake Cindy Lauper, right? Yeah. So, yeah. again, I was never really fully sure of that motivation. It just always seemed it seemed it. That's not a word. It always seemed. He seemed more aggressive than he needed to be. I mean, he's this, he's a record, or he's an exact, he's got a lot of money. All he has to do is just flash some of that money. He can buy 20 minutes worth of her time. You know, he just calls her publicist yeah. and says, hey, I have a deal. I have a, I have a performer. I have a lot of money. You know, I, wanna, I want her just to, to have a look. There's no reason to send goons to kidnap her. Yeah. I just, there's no, no there's one really. Baby Arcadia, no, that's the problem. She said no. And that's what said all of them. Yeah, yeah, I get that she said no, but like, just he threw a tantrum is what he did. Yeah, he yeah. threw a tantrum, and he's he's ridiculous, and it, it never made sense, and um, I just he seemed evil for just because the script told him to be. You know, yeah, but so did so did uh, Shogun. Yeah, but for some reason, Shogun felt like like what he was trying to do was he wanted to be the king of the streets of Harlem, like. His motivation seemed more real than the other guys. Okay, I get I mean, it. Who's the prettiest? Who's the meanest? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess like, like I could see that kind of character in like an episode of Luke Cage. Okay, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just feels like. I mean, he's now. I don't think he would be a boss. He kind of feels like he would be a sub boss of of someone. You know, he's the sub boss to Cottonmouth or or whatever, right? From the Luke Cage yeah. series, but. That. Yeah, you know, he just he seems like he's the he's the the not the sharpest tool in the shed, but he doesn't need to be. He's just there because he's a blunt instrument, so he can go and and do blunt instrument things like what he does in this movie. Um, so anyway, uh, Corny, you have a five word review. I do. Uh, this is a discount. Boards don't hit back. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very discount. Yeah. Without, without going too far, I, I mean, I'm going to be very biased about this movie. Um, I I am never bored with it. It is atrocious. It is all things you don't want to see in a movie. Uh, but yes, Sam, as an 80s kid, it's everything you want to see. In right? Movie. Absolutely. Uh, um, I will say, as a kid, because this came out in 85, I would actually say I watched this maybe before age six. So it was like one of the first movies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, think, I, don't, I don't know if we were talking about it, but um, this movie was the first time that I got to see uh, a black person with superpowers. Sure. And it was mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, that's awesome. And uh, him fighting, you know, hordes of enemies and uh, saving the day, even though he's a little different from everybody else, that's all right. And for someone like me who apparently was just born different from the rest of my siblings, I was like, there is a place for me. 
So, uh, I guess the movie to me was a little bit more near and dear. Um, but obviously as I've gotten older, I'm like, what a big pile of shit this movie was. (laughs) Um, And I will also say, uh, my best friend at the time in high school, um, we, we, we didn't, you know, we didn't, we weren't friends until like maybe I was 11. Uh, but uh, we were hanging out one day and uh, we're like shooting basketball and I start hearing, and he's just humming it. I was like, are are you humming the thing to the last dragon? He was like, you know, the last dragon. I was like, yes. And he was like, (laughs) you should have said, I am the last dragon. (laughs) (laughs) I should have responded with showing up. That that should have been my show. But like, that was an instant bonding moment for someone that I I do like. And, uh, but ultimately, yeah, no, you guys aren't wrong. Like, the, the fighting is real bad. Um, the, the kid was the best. Um, the, the kid and, and Tony were the best uh, actual no, martial arts. You, there. you know what? I, I think I'm going to have to go. So I think the kid is the best actor in this movie. Because I totally bought him as the little wisecracking kid. The the little brother? Yeah. The little brother. Yep. Oh, Absolutely. the little brother. I I, okay. Yeah. Not not short round. Like, but you're talking about the, the um, Bruce Lee. The little Roy, brother the with brother. jealousy issues. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can kind of see that too. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Again, he's a one note kid, right? He has one note. Be whiny kid. You know. Yeah, but he he had to show anger. He had to show humor. He had to show all sorts of different things as an actor in this movie. Acting range of all of two things. Yeah. I mean, again, you're not you're not wrong. He's not terrible. He's he's probably yeah. I think he is probably one of the better things in the movie. Though he annoyed the hell out of me, but yeah, yeah, which I think he's supposed to. Yeah, he's always well, definitely supposed to. Um, I, I will say this: um, speaking of that kid, uh, one of the one of the one of my favorite scenes in the movie is uh, as Leroy's like looking for Shogun, and the kids in the back, Leroy, don't leave me here, Leroy, oh, don't leave. you know that kind of thing. And I think of myself in an actual situation where you're like trying to sneak up something like, shut the up, right. <laughs> Oh, but Leroy's too—he's—he's he's found the glow, or he's about to find the glow. He—he he wasn't thinking of that. Well, of, of negative thoughts. But there's this—this this has that trope where it's like the hero has to go do it alone. Therefore, he physically prevents someone from helping him. But that person overcomes the thing that, the the prevention, and then actually helps, right? So yeah. like he locks the buddy in the weapons cabinet, and then the kid comes and unlocks him, and then he gets the whole gang, which without Bruce Leroy would have gotten his butt kicked by. Guy, what bit his nunchuck in half for some reason? I don't know why you need to do that, but all right. And then, and there they, was nunchuck left. Yeah, <laughs> nice, very nice. <laughs> We've missed those puns. And then he, uh, and then he puts the kid in the in the in the cage, who again eventually gets out and then is able to to save. Doesn't he save Vanity at some point or something? I, I thought he he did something else actually genuinely helpful. And I thought, Bruce, just let the people help you. I can't remember. Didn't he he didn't stay in the cage for the rest of the movie. He I thought he got out. No, he got he did get out, yeah. I thought he got out and and was able to I honestly don't remember. Um he went out and just uh, break dance on the floor at the end. I think he just went ahead and started the dance party. That sounds right. Um, so this movie budget ten million dollars actually made twenty five million dollars. I mean, technically, it's a for them. It's a financial success, 
And you're going to be actually kind of surprised when I read off the list of names of people that not only auditioned, but actually petitioned to be in this movie. And the director said no to. Now, in 85, <laughs> some of these actors you are, are, are not people that they are now. Mm-hmm. But you still got to have hoped that the director was like, maybe this other guy would be better. He might have a career. No, I'm going to go with this guy because he has one name. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, my five-word review was, is, um, so I'm using Kung Fu as one word. That's how I have to, well, I, Andrew only used four, so I'm going to steal one of his in case you want to use Kung Fu as two words. Black Kung Fu fights white trash. <laughs> there you go. I can okay. I'm glad. Uh, yeah, Eddie annoyed me. He annoyed me a lot, but he's supposed to. He's just... Uh, he's annoying. Um, gosh, this movie. So some of the other fun things that I, I that I liked about the movie was um, during the opening scene where like so it's like back in the day where you have the, all the credits and the so what you're seeing behind the credits is just kind of establishing stuff. Like sometimes it'll just be establishing shots of like Miami or whatever. In this case, it's just him doing kung fu. And the part I laughed out loud again. This is this is the beginning where I realized what I was in for is when we're seeing him just use chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs> he's not using them to catch flies. He's just I have chopsticks in my hand. <laughs> it's just too funny. I, I kind of feel like at some point they said, "All right, what are some Asian things that we can just put in here?" Yeah. 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 Um, I also write. I also wrote "Who Bites an Ankle." I'm trying to remember what that was from. It was during the fight scene in the theater, and when things were going, it was like a melee. Somebody just bites an ankle. I thought that was kind of weird. Um, I also like that there is a Coke ad in the movie as a Coke ad in the movie. Yeah, I thought that yeah. Was, yeah, it was a little like Inception thing happening. Um, also, holy William H Macy Batman. I know that surprised the snot out of me. Yeah. yeah. Who, I guess, would he also be a hopping man? Yeah, we never oh, saw him again. We never see him again. <laughs> I, I honestly forgot he was in the movie <laughs> until you just said that. The story. Say it again, Corny. He's not really important to the story. He's just the dude, like, he, he got five minutes, you know, or uh, his uh, manager. Like director. You know, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just it felt like like he had such urgency. Like, he, he genuinely seemed scared of Eddie Arcadia. So, like... It would have, I would have felt better if, like, I don't know, for some reason, if he was around more saying things like, you keep getting kidnapped by Eddie. Maybe you should hire a bodyguard or, I don't know. Just, he was there for one scene and then he's gone. So, again, we are also, we are also very spoiled knowing that he is a decent actor in later films. Yeah. That, that we expected more William H. Macy. I guess you would have to say um, he has the best career out of any of the guys in this movie, right? Oh, heck yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I There's don't gonna be like a background person, like Denzel or something like that, the background actor. Well, we'll 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 mention. I'm gonna mention Denzel later. Uh, let's see. The Oriental dude getting his head kicked was pretty funny. I'm trying to remember why I wrote that. Which remember. guy was that? Which one? I just wrote Oriental dude, which is weird. I even said that, but was that the the uh, some dumb guy? Plant. The only thing I can think of them. was in the it was in the 
because my next note is the uh, Rick James line. So the only thing I can think of is when they're in the the studio and he jumps out and does his Whoa, whatever crazy stuff, and then he gets chased around the room, and then I think somebody just randomly kicks him in the face and he does like a backflip or something. I think that made me laugh. Um, uh, oh, I also um, I like this one. Uh, there's a lot of oh, there's a lot of kissing of hands and feet in this movie. I don't know if you noticed yeah. that. There's a lot of people kissing each other's hands and feet. I, I noticed that. I, I'm trying to remember specifically where it is, but obviously I noticed it enough. I wrote the the note down. Uh, sounds like something you'd notice there, Sean. I know. <laughs> creepy. <laughs> well, so creepy. Yeah, I know. Uh, I also want coveralls that say "Sound Department." I need those. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Corny, you bought that a spit take there with your beer. <laughs> I, I, I remember saying that and thinking myself, man, if only I had that for Carowinds, would have been fantastic. I know. I just, I, I can see the director is like, now we need to make sure that we know that these guys are crew. Costume department, do you guys have something? Well, we have t shirts that say crew. We need to be more specific. Because these guys are doing a concert. We need them to say sound department. And they need to look more official than t-shirts. So how about coveralls? Okay. You, <laughs> just, uh, it, it, it seemed like a, like a director that had never been on the set of a concert before. Yeah. Because, All black and headsets. That, just, that wouldn't work. Yeah, exactly. Because you would, it's, it's literally, you would see that. You would see if a dude was wearing black pants and a black shirt that said crew, you, everyone knows what that means. Even in the 80s, you know what that means. But Yeah. No, he's got to be wearing coveralls. That dude probably is just sweating his balls off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, working backstage at a concert, as Corny knows, is not easy work. I mean, it's work. And you want to be as comfortable as you can. Uh, let's see. Uh, I did write what I would have been funnier if the water monster took his hair. I mentioned that. I just realized show enough is wearing football pads. Um, oh, wait, uh, can we back up? Yeah. So why, when Arcadian goes to see Shogun, does he have a hairpiece? Why is he wearing a hairpiece? Why is he wearing a full wig there and nowhere else in the movie? I think his hair is a hopping man. Oh, that's so funny! I never even noticed it, but you're right. You're so right. So the, 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 there's a lot of on-set hopping things in this movie. Yeah, I mean, and that's another thing that there's no payoff to it. Like he just he just wears it to see Shogun, and then never again. Well, you know, Shogun's got all that luscious hair. You don't want to just show up like I'm, you know, <laughs> underdressed. Well, the, the whole scene was really dumb to me anyway because he shows up with this money. The only purpose of the money was to have the gag when he shuts it that the big guy gets his thumb squoze in the briefcase. That's the only purpose of the bit, right? Yeah. Like, that's the whole purpose of the scene is this one thing that didn't make me laugh. Um, the part <laughs> that made me laugh was the bad dialogue that Shogun says, which I did very much capture. But... But again, that's also a hopping man. He says, just give me, just have him there at the designated time, at the designated place. But we never see them agree on what that is. What would it be? Yeah. What it would be. And the fact that, he, the, that Bruce Leroy shows up and crashes the party was, as, was a surprise to Eddie. Like he did not expect that to happen. 
And if he knew all he had to do was get him at that warehouse place at a certain time, then why hire all these other bad guys? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like all like you, this man has said, I will kill him for you. Then just just send him a note, send him a whatever, some kind of note that says, if you want to see the girl again, I have her. She's here. Come here at midnight. Like that's all you gotta <laughs> do. <laughs> Not a good plan. <laughs> Oh yeah, I gotta play that, don't I? Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Not a good plan. Uh, I don't have it so, here. I'd like to say this um, about this movie. I, the more I watch it, the more I realize this was like somebody spitting out an idea. And at first, the idea sounds awesome. Never writes a script. <laughs> Just day one, he's like, "Yeah, so uh, what you're gonna do? Is, oh, here, put this here, put this uh, hair piece on." I haven't been wearing one yet. Oh, that's fine, son. I'll go back and we'll edit and post. It's fine. <laughs> you will fix it and post. Yeah. Fix it and post. You're, you're, again, you're not wrong. I, I, honestly, Andrew, I didn't even notice that he was wearing a hairpiece in the scene. Um, the other part of the clothing, and again, Corny, I, we're, I know where it feels like we're ripping this movie apart and we're all having a good time. And this oh, is your do. movie. This is it's great time. No, no. And again, this is your movie. And I know that there's a couple of movies that I, I, I feel the same way about. Like, like one of those movies that I feel that like near and dear to my heart is like the last starfighter. Like that's one of those movies. Like that's what that movie to me is what this movie kind of is to you. It's like, Oh, it's just a regular kid. who can play video games, becomes the hero, the savior of a planet because he can play video games. Like I can kind of get behind that. But it's it's a bad movie, and I know that. Um, well, and that makes me I, I worry about some of these movies I haven't seen in twenty something years, twenty plus years, <laughs> of how bad they really are. Things like Never Ending Story or um, oh, some of the other eighties stuff. Well, uh, Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. Yeah. European yeah. Vacation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I think. In fairness to those very specific movies, I think there's a big difference, especially like European Vacation. But like, I think some of the, those, again, Last Starfighter, not a big studio movie. I mean, this movie, Last Dragon, was TriStar, but, you know, $10 million low budget, kind of under the radar kind of a movie. Um, it did get nominated for two Razzies, which is cool. But is there were Razzies back then? Yeah. I did not know that. It did also get nominated for a Golden Globe too, which is tonight as we record. Uh, for what? For, for the the rhythm of the night song. Yeah. So was that, was that song done for this movie? Sort of. It was on their album, but they featured it in this movie to to advertise it for the album. Right. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Now, the Barge song. Um, so I, I was I was watching, oh you know I was watching it with uh, with Lindsay and um, <laughs> I start singing the song and she looks at me and goes how the hell do you know that song and I was like this was the entirety of my eighties the song <laughs> just over and over and over again but then she just looks and goes what in the name of Black Santa are you <laughs> uh, oh my goodness um. Let's see. Oh, the when she uh, so she gives so she's flirting with him hard, hardcore, right? The whole movie, she's kind of flirting all over him, and he's just not picking it up. And so she decides to make a supercut of Bruce Lee videos, and she shows them on the big screen, or I guess it has to be it's a projector at the studio. 
And he is watching with this face of just pure joy. Like he has never seen any of these movies before. He's like, oh, wow. <laughs> it's, I'm watching fireworks for the first time. This is amazing. I mean, it's just his face cracked me up. Oh my gosh. It was just it was it was amazing. It's truly amazing. Uh, I also was curious as how they got in. You know, the kids are sitting there banging at the door, and all of a sudden he goes, hey, follow me. I, and they just magically know how to climb to the roof to get into the studio. That little brother's resourceful, man. Don't, don't knock it. He was. Uh, let's see. All fight scenes are better with uh, spark effects. <laughs> um, and then my la- one of my last note was, I guess they cleaned up all the bad guys because they still had a concert to do at the studio. So it's a good thing that the fight scene didn't break anything. Yeah, for 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 Jimmy and maintenance. Hey, uh, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, man, uh, you're gonna be real mad at this, but uh, I need you to come out and clean the studio. Man, I just he walks out and goes. <sighs> we got like tw- we got sighs. like twenty knocked out dudes here. One of them's wearing a collar. Other guy's got splinters of wood in his teeth. I need you to you know brush them aside. I just, it's just. They just go back and they're they're all gone. Like there's no police there. I mean, it's just like it never happened. It just never happened. The other thing I was confu- I was curious about. Maybe you guys again can help me out. So Eddie is up in the control booth, and the his main henchman there is with him, and he pulls out a gun, and then Eddie grabs it from him, and then starts yelling at him to take off his clothes, and he's putting something on. Was it like the shoulder? Harness for the gun. I like. I didn't yes. know what was happening. I believe yes. it was the shoulder harness. Yeah, and there, there was one scene where the it was on him perfectly fine, so you could tell they did it in multiple shots. And then it cut back, and it was all jacked up again. Yeah. Is that what you? Is that what you were saying, Corny? Sorry, you you cut out. I, I was yeah. I was like, it, it was on, and it wasn't. And it was, you know. It was just, uh, I, I was also going to say it's probably because the rhythm of the night. Hmm. I just didn't know what it was at first. I'm like, is he just want his vest? I don't. What does he want? I didn't. I didn't know what was happening. It just, he was very. He didn't want. It just seemed weird. Like, you can't have the gun. I must have the gun and the holster. Usually, that just. He was very animated about the holster. It, it usually bad guys just take the gun and then when they're done with it, they just stick it in their pants or, or you know, what I'm saying they put it in their belt. He he needed that shoulder holster for some reason. I just again is another thing with no payoff. Um, Looks cool. That's all that matters. I guess. Uh, maybe that's how he lost his hairpiece. Maybe when he was putting the, the the thing on, it fell off or something. <laughs> I mean, cor- to, back to your point about the hairpiece. I'm actually genuinely curious. It makes me think that when they they filmed that scene early in the in in the in shooting schedule, mm-hmm. and yeah. Either something happened to it, right? I'm not wrong in saying that it wasn't. He wasn't wearing it when he went into the fish tank, right? Like I'm not. Wrong no, he wasn't. No, but prop I think master, you're right. Uh, prop master lost it. I think maybe they filmed it and then ran that scene once, and it got into the fish tank, and then the, it was <laughs> it was like destroyed and they couldn't use it again. So I'm like, well, okay, we're not gonna use it. <laughs> Okay. Hey, uh, we set strike. Uh, wait, where's the hairpiece? It's at the bottom of the tank. Oh, okay. No hairpiece. Let's go back. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm actually. So I, I have it pulled up here. I'm actually scrubbing back 
to look to see if I can see him wearing it at any point earlier in the movie. And he's not. He it's sense. so weird. <laughs> That's just too funny. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, because... Uh, Let's see. This is where Bruce Leroy comes in, and he he's not wearing it when he gets dunked into the water. So anyway, whatever. It's great. Um, that's it. Some of the tropes that I wrote down. Let's see. Bumbling bad guys. That's a good trope. Uh, theme gang. I like a good '80s theme gang. Where I guess in this <laughs> case it was just kung fu. I guess. Uh, there is no special ingredient, right? He he, he was the master yeah. the whole time, so he, there is no special ingredient. That that's one that's been around for forever, but it's a good one. Speaking uh, of those gangs, real quick, I, I want to be one of the guys that works at the fortune cookie company. Oh, right. those guys are great. So you just stand oh. outside and and lip sync and dance and let the machine do its work. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. You're not wrong. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Popeye moment. This movie has a great Popeye moment. Um, yeah, that's it. Oh, the last, my last note also, I did ha 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 ha. He eats popcorn with chopsticks. I did write that. Oh, crap. There's another note I missed. I'm, I'm looking back at the very, my, my very top of my notes here. Uh, when Shogun walks into the theater and he's wearing that jacket, I guess, I said, oh, look, it's the original Tiger King. Uh, okay that's it you guys ready for some clips because i know you are oh yeah i am oh here you go i got eight delicious clips here we go show enough oops am i the meanest Am I the prettiest? Show enough! Am I the baddest most folk low down around this town? Show sure enough! Well, who am I? Show sure enough! Who am I? Show sure enough! I can't hear you. Show sure enough! Shogun of Harlem. Okay. <laughs> I just thought that was great. That was one, especially the fact that they had reverb on. That was that was pretty good too. <laughs> and you also have to think, like, because these are things I think about. Like, do they do they sit around? Like, when he started to become the guy, right? Because usually bad guys that become the bad guy is because they beat somebody else, right? So he comes in to the game to the to Harlem. He grows up here. He starts beating up other people because he's six foot five and knows kung fu and can glow red. So he starts beating up all these people, and so these people, these are the bad guys. These weird girls and the hair and the shoulder pads, they, they, they gravitate to him. And so then mm-hmm. at some point, they had to have a bad guy meeting where he said, if I start asking you questions in front of people, all you do is just respond, show enough. Like, like yeah. those are the things I think about. They had to have a meeting about that, right? Or maybe it had to be a, sh- a show enough meeting, yeah. <laughs> I was like, maybe all he does is he responds with show enough, and then they pick it up. Like he just trains them that way. Yeah. Hey, uh, you want to go to the store? Show enough. Uh, okay. What do you What do you want to pick up? Show enough. Uh, is that, I don't know if they have something. 
Is that the Shona? stuff? Is that the stuff that goes on the shoulders for the pads? Is that what those things are? <laughs> you know, like did that guy, did the prop guy, the for the costumes, did he also like have to get bagels and donuts for the meeting? He's like, he, I can I can see him like picking up this little the small guy, right? Picks him up and he says, "Bring me, you know, locks and bagels," and, and sends them to go get the stuff so they can have the meeting when they come back. And you're like, this is what I'm gonna walk into the theater, right? It's gonna be big and scary. You guys are going to line up on the sides, and then you're going to flank me. And then if anyone says anything about me, just pick them up. Well, what if it's a kid? I don't care. You're going to pick them up and hand them to me like it's a toy. Okay. And then two minions are, are muttering to each other, walking out of the meeting. Yeah. Man, that could have been an email. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's why I said bagels, right? Because if, 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 you, if there's not food, then it should have been an email. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I didn't capture it. I didn't capture it later on, but uh, well, okay. I'll 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 play this and then I'll get there. All right, Bruce Leroy. Who's badder than the Shogun? Bruce Leroy, that who? Bruce Leroy. Bruce Leroy. And then I didn't capture it. I should have. But then you have expositional bad guy who says. Bruce Leroy is the only guy standing between the Shogun and Harlem. Like, I, I, that, that sounds like something that Shogun would have beat him for. For even yeah. putting that out there in the ether, that that guy could, in fact, possibly beat the Shogun. I just, thank you, expositional guy. I just... See, so what, I, what I want to see uh, is, you know, who's, be, you know, who's better than uh, Bruce Leroy is? Who the hell said that? I just wanted one of those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, who said that? But I mean, I'm also confused as to, back to the, the original point of, of Bruce Leroy's backstory. Like, they know who he is. People know who he is. And they know that he's a genuine, a genuine threat to the Shogun. So it's like, it feels like there would have been a confrontation before now. <laughs> but maybe, maybe there's a prequel out there that we don't know about. See, the first dragon. Yeah, the first dragon. <laughs> And then the second, and then finally the last. I mean, honestly, Hollywood's constantly looking for things to reboot. Let's reboot this. Let's get Michael B. Jordan to be Bruce Leroy. I mean, let's do this. Yeah. You know, for a couple of years, I kept saying, like, they're going to do a reunion or they're going to do another one. And I was just like, hey, all right, no time to panic. This will be fine. If they do this, it's great. I'm <laughs> very sad. Um, very, very sad. Uh, I was going to say, I'm looking at, okay, this is going to sound weird, but uh, in the neighborhood that I grew up, uh, let's just say, for instance, you know, someone's pretty badass at basketball, but there's another badass who doesn't ever go around. You just know he's very good. Everybody knows he's good. And at no point in time does this guy ever come around to the little neighborhood goal, doesn't play, but the guy who keeps talking shit is like, Oh, I'd be him too. And the other guy's like, I don't care to play. But then one day, he's just walking by. I say this because this actually happened to us. But um, the guy walks by and absolutely destroys. But the point is that no one ever challenges the other person to play said game. So I could see in a situation with a, a predominantly black area that, you know, they're two badasses or something, but, you know, they just, they, they, they stick to their area and then, you know, just, I am as good as I am, or 
I am better than the other person, but there's no competition about it because no one wants to actually prove it. No one wants to be the person who lost. So you just go about your business now. In the case of Shogun, it was just like, no, I'm fighting. Um, I don't know. I, I, I guess I could see a reason to not actually go and have this competition earlier. Just enough people have been saying on both sides that, you know, yeah. badass, but we were pretty good, you know. I, I think it would have been, all you have to do is add in one sentence, and I think this, this part makes more sense, is when, when the kid says, Bruce Leroy can beat you, and he says, he, he just should say, all he says is, Bruce Leroy. If he says, who's Bruce Leroy? And then they all go, him. Right, so that would suggest <laughs> that, one, either that uh, Shonuff is new, that he's come to Harlem to take over and he doesn't know who this kid is. Or it goes back to our original theory that Bruce Leroy has been studying in China for the last uh, however many years and he's back home now finally to save Harlem. Um, I think either one of those. But in the remake, the, re- the Hollywood remake, that's what would happen. He would, he would have actually traveled to China and studied under Jackie Chan. Like Jackie Chan plays the old man in this movie. In fact, oh, let's, just get, let's, let's just get the kid from the Karate Kid. Let's just get Jackie Chan and the Smith Kid. And uh, and then we'll get um, Michael B. Jordan can be Shogun. Okay. Or yeah, or, or the uh, Chitwell Ejidafor, I can't pronounce his name, but the, 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 the dude from Doctor Strange and Serenity. Let him be Shogun. I mean, he'll be, he'll be way more subtle. He won't be over the top, but I like it. All right. I like the phrase, fix your face. That makes me laugh. Here we go. Fix your face. Now, we don't want our star to look like a widow pig peed in her eyes now, do we? Uh-uh. Then knock it off. Don't bug me. Fix your face. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Just, uh, here is eight seconds of really bad acting. Here you go. Got myself a bodyguard. You know? Like, someone to... Guard my body. Jesus, that's so bad. It's bad writing, too. It's not all her fault. I'm sure she's a lovely woman. But she mm-hmm. was. But she Rest her soul. Terrible. Oh, did she pass away? Yeah, she died in 2016. She was 57 Dang, years old. 57. Wow, they're all young. Oh, she's Canadian, yeah. too. Go on. Hey. What about that? She was in a movie called 52 Pickup. Yeah, Rob I was Schneider. I was curious. Oh, Roy Schneider, sorry, not Rob Schneider. It's a very different. <laughs> <That's standard. laughs> oh, that's a very different movie. Man. I forgot. Yeah, she's an Action Jackson. That's cool. That's a fun movie. Yeah, I was curious about Vanity. You know, the one you get these people with the one name, Madonna, Vanity. You know, and I saw. So I was curious where it came from. So she was in a group called Vanity Six, which I'd never heard of. But yeah. Well, it's Canadian group. I mean, <laughs> that's why I've never heard of it. They, they might just finally break down here to America. They're they're always kind of behind us. We have a friend we can ask to see if. Uh... Yes, we do. I'll have to ask. Yeah, you're right. We do have a good yeah. Canadian friend yeah. who uh, friend of the. He's a friend of ours, not a friend of the podcast. But uh, is that like? Can you ask Canadians things? Or is that yeah, we video game with them every night. Just about actually. Yeah. Uh, uh, right. On uh, under previous administration, hmm. Canadians. No, no, we're okay. we're okay with them. 
Uh, they do have space money, though, with their holes in their coins and stuff. Uh, Rick James. <laughs> you fight me, you big, ugly, smelly breath sucker! <laughs> How about you? Stream bean Rick James looking fool beast killing! I like how his his you know Bruce Lee noise turns into words. You know, it's just like it's like the first time I heard it, I thought, "What the heck did he just say?" Because it just it just transitions from "wah" into "How about I fight you?" It's it's really weird. You fight me, you big ugly smelly breath sucker! <laughs> how about you, Stream Bean Rick James? <laughs> Sounds weird. Uh, here's 37 seconds of people just roasting uh, the two, the couple, the uh, Eddie and the lady just roasting each other. I thought this was great. Where you gonna go, Angie? Without me, you're nothing. Without that outfit, you're just another no talent dental hygiene school dropout from two gardens getting by on our tits. And in the end, Daddy, you know what? You're nothing but a misguided midget asshole with dreams of ruling the world. Yeah, also from Kew Gardens. And also getting by on my tits. Mm. I just like the phrase that midget would be a asshole. Blazing saddle you're, you're right, Sam. That would be a blazing yeah. saddle and, and I hate to be this guy, but going back to this this girl, that phrase doesn't make a lot of sense. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, she does have paint cans on the front of her in that scene. It's a little awkward. Oh, yeah. That scene made me think of Dumb and Dumber, where she's, uh, where he's like envisioning his date with the, the girl from <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. And then her <laughs> boobs turn into headlights and they're like flashing. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Andrew, thank you for keeping this abrasive situation there. Uh, thank you for that. Yeah. You're welcome. Designated. Designated survivor. Here we go. You just get that sucker to the designated place at the designated time. And I will gladly designate his ass for dismemberment. <laughs> you don't think anybody <laughs> said, I think we could come up with a better line? Nope. Oh, sorry. I was like, nope, nope. That'll work. That's it. Okay. Now, uh, last clip, and then I'm going to get to... Honestly, I'm actually going to say the only thing that was a little weird for me for the movie. So, okay. So, so I captured this because I wrote it down because I didn't understand what he said. So, this was, once again, a game of Sean not knowing what he said. But when I went back and captured it, I, I understood finally what was happening. So, here's seven seconds of Eddie being uh, Eddie. Nothing like this on stage, screen, radio, TV, a cable, baby. This is an exclusive. So when I was listening to it for the first time, I was confused because he says stage, screen, TV, radio, TV. And I thought, he does know that those are not the same thing. Because like, the way he said it made it sound like there was one thing, like radio, TV. That's not a thing. Then I realized he was saying... This fight we're about to get, you can't see on these mediums. We're getting an yep. exclusive. But this comma, comma, comma. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're missing a breath in between the things. He says them yeah. so fast, I, I, I was confused. So, 
Corny, you can you can help me out here. Honestly, I the only part of the movie that it, it, whenever it happened, it hit me in the face because this movie is so kind of goofy. It's not a parody. It's a serious attempt at being a, a genuine action, I guess, action comedy because there is intentional comedic elements, right? Like you know, slamming the the briefcase on the thumbs and. Like, that's intentionally to be funny. And there's other moments that are supposed to be funny. But when the Rick James guy dropped the N-word, that hit me in the face. I'm like, oh, I didn't know this was that kind of movie. I mean, it, it, either either the other three white guys on the, in the, on the podcast, you know, did that kind of come across as just out of the blue, or am I the only one? No, I, I, I thought it was strange, for sure. Um but I, I, I don't know the reference of this movie, so. Considering. Um, no, go ahead, Corny. Oh, I was going to say, uh, I, yeah, considering the tone of the movie, I think the first time, because I think the first time I watched this movie wasn't in its, like, no. Yeah, the first time I watched this movie wasn't in a, wasn't, wasn't in the theater. Probably on Saturday was, morning WGN yeah. kind of thing, yeah. So yeah. that part wasn't there. Yeah. You know, some of the other things. And I kind of understood what was being said. So obviously when I heard it for the first time, I was like, oh, that's really out of out of context. However, um it, it's weird. It is out of context and it, it's it didn't it just it just comes out of nowhere. However, um I guess it I don't know. I it, it's a weird thing, like it's hard to explain from my viewpoint that I expect it, but also don't expect it. I mean, he's a dude from Harlem, right? So I I understand that he's using the word in the context that he's a dude from Harlem. And he's talking to, you know, predominantly other black people when he talks to people in this movie. Again, except for like the one random white girl that's on his staff and Eddie... Not Eddie Valentine, Eddie Arcadia, but but I just like I said the the tone of this movie is what made it weird for me. You know what I'm saying? I just it it would have been if there were a lot of f bombs and more and more violence and more of a um, kind of earnest way to make this movie seem more of an action movie like a like a blood sport. You're trying to make a black version of blood sport or under siege or any, any number of yeah. those types of movies, then with the N word, it kind of fits the context, I think. But for some reason, um, and again, Blazing Saddles is they're making fun of that whole thing anyway. So of course it, it makes total sense in that movie as well. It just, it felt like having the F bomb randomly dropped in a teenage mutant Ninja Turtles movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's how mm-hmm. out of place mm-hmm. it felt to me for what the movie is. But I also get it that the dude's from Harlem. So I, get, I know that's just, every time he dropped it, I was like, oh, okay, this is where we are. That's fine. It just, again, it was just a little a little thing for me is all. Um, I, and of course, I would have loved it and not had, had avoided it altogether because it was just awkward. Like, you're right, it's, it's completely awkward. It doesn't, um, you're right, it, it, it needs to have other context before the word is, you know, if you got cussing, you're right, it, exactly what you said. Um, yeah. I think it's, Less awkward, but yeah, it was just like the first time I was like, oh, yeah, it's, okay. it's not a Tarantino movie. It's, it's yeah, it's a little, yeah, a little different stuff. Anyway, all right, time for this. And now for some more bad news. Ready? 
So I got some great trivia on this movie. Um, that's one of the advantages of having a movie that's this old, is you get some good trivia. Uh, this movie, I, I mentioned, has uh, made... Oh, I was wrong. It's made $33 million against uh, about $10 million budget. Um, but it's actually made more money in the last 10 or 15 years because it's kind of turned into a cult hit. Uh, so like VHS, DVD, Blu-ray rentals and things like that. Heck, it got money from us because we had to rent the movie to watch it for the podcast. So <laughs> uh, he's still making some money off this. The During the introductory training sequences, Leroy Green karate chops an arrow, an arrow as it soars past him. This was a real stunt that took two hours to get right. Wow. So they actually shot an arrow and he actually karate chopped it in the air. Um, I'm actually, I don't know how they could have faked it. I'm sure there probably was a way to fake it, but I, I am actually, I appreciate that he tried, that he did it. Yeah. When He's he, the last dragon. He do it. That's true. When filming started, Julius Gary, who, uh, who's, um, Shogun, did not practice any form of martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> and I can totally see it because there's some stuff that he does. And it's just it's just a six foot five man flailing around. So, all right, you ready for this one, Corny? This is great. Jim Brown, Fred Williamson, Ron O'Neill, Billy D. Williams, and Carl Weathers were considered for the role for Show Nuff. Sorry, I was chewing. You're fine. Um, Let's see, out of those, oh, Jim Brown would have been great. Jim Brown uh, would have been good. I think Carl Weathers would have been pretty good, too. That was going to be my second intro. Like, Carl Weathers, I could see that, especially young Carl Weathers. Um, I mean, he's coming yeah, off Rocky, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Billy D. Williams, uh, nah. <laughs> I don't think I could see I that in this. That answer is a whole other show. No. Yeah, I mean, the when the questions ask who's the prettiest, I think that actually becomes accurate for once. But yeah, um, and they just go, "You are, I am. Thank you." Uh, I was wrong. I said Denzel. I was mistaken. Wesley Snipes and Lawrence Fishburne auditioned and lobbied hard for the Roy for the role of Leroy Green. How could you not cast Wesley Snipes in this movie? Yeah. Because Wesley probably wouldn't take it too seriously. And Lawrence Fishburne, I just I can't see him in that role at the time. Uh, but man. <laughs> How could you not cast Wesley Snipes? I mean, I know 1985 Wesley Snipes, it's, it's different. Shit out of that guy. But, but like the, the, I, I feel like the martial arts would have been more genuine. And you're right, yeah. he probably would have played it more seriously than this kid did, but um, I don't know. I, 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 there's, I'm just going to say it. Missed opportunity is all I'm going to say. All right, time for this. Excuse me while I whip this out. What else could we do but worst martial art movies, martial's art movies as our top three? Uh, um, so I, I'm making an executive decision here and now. Because Andrew's lists are always better than everyone else's. So, Corny, I'm going to let you go first as our guest, because technically you're our guest, and then we'll we'll go from there. But, Andrew, you're going to go last because your lists are always way better than anybody else's. So, Corny? Okay. Yeah, screen and your list, Andrew. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. It's the, it's the glow talking. Um, <laughs> it's the glow. <laughs> okay. So, 
I, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with, um, Gripply Hilled Ninja. Oh, okay. I was hoping no one would pick it. Okay. Take it. Um, number two, uh, I'm going to go with, um, basically any Steven Seagal movie. Let's just go ahead and blanket that. Uh, it doesn't matter. I could pick one. I'm just going to go with that. But my favorite worst martial art movie, um, is going to be Three Ninjas. Nice. Yeah, oh, the I kid watched movies. that. Yeah. I watched. So hold on. So did you pick movies that are terrible but you liked or that are just terrible? Terrible movies that I liked. Did, it, did anybody else do that? Because I didn't. I picked movies that are both terrible and I hated. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of mixed and matched. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. All right. I, yeah. As long as I'm not the only one. I haven't picked. seen very many chick flicks like this that yeah. are bad, bad. You know? Yeah. So like, yeah. yeah. Well, go ahead. Oh, sure. Um, so my list includes uh, Street Fighter at number three. Which one? The original. Okay. Right. Um, I've got Rush Hour at number two, which I kind of like, but it's just not, you know, it's but not But the there. martial arts is good in that. It's not a good uh, yeah. movie if you don't want to think it's a good movie, but, but Jackie Chan is doing his thing. Yeah. But then I've got Beverly Hills Ninja as my number one. That's fine. <laughs> Doesn't he climb a, a, a palm tree and it slowly bends over in that yeah. movie, right? Yeah. Okay. That was, I think, his last movie before he passed away. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. So I'm going to go oh, next. So Yeah, I'm going to go next because, like I said, because Andrew's the best. So my number three is Avatar, The Last Airbender, the movie. Oh, holy crap, you're right. Yeah. Number two is, I'm going to say Street Fighter, but I'm actually going to say The Legend of Chung Lee, because that movie is way worse than the original. Yeah, I don't think I ever saw that one. I saw it in the theater. Oh, Sean, you, you paid money for that. I was one of those things where, um, back when we were living, um, when Corny and I, we lived near each other, um, uh, my wife's best friend, Catherine, and uh, they would go watch a you know, chick flick, and then her husband... Captain husband Billy, who's a friend of the show, he and I Billy. would go see something. Billy. And so basically, it was, you know, it wasn't always be, usually, if the chick flicks are in set season, that means that action movies were not. And so yeah. that's how we got to see some of the bad movies that we saw, and including this one. And yes, it's terrible. And my number one is Dragon Ball Evolution. Which I also again saw in the theater, and it made me. It it, I mean, it and the last Airbender are the two movies that have genuinely made me want to cry at how bad they are. At you know, I uh, pushed that movie out of my brain, and uh, you put it back. So. That's crazy to me that that you would spend money on uh on on it. I might or, not. Have- you know, I'm trying to think. I might not have watched Dragon Ball Evolution in the theater, but I know I saw Airbender in the theater. I saw. Didn't I see it with you or something? Did we see it in High Point? I think we might I have think saw, we saw it in High I Point. I think we did. We saw it in High yeah. Point. And I remember you were like, hey, that wasn't bad. And I'm like, shut the F up. That was horrific. <laughs> and you're like, oh, Shyamalan, he did a pretty good job, I think. And I'm like, go watch the cartoon. They changed the names of the people. <laughs> it's so weird. Instead of Aang. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, Sam. Imagine if they decided to make a Game of Thrones movie for some reason. 
right? Because yeah. that's, that's that's basically what they did. And so, um, who was Sean Bean's character? I forgot his name. Oh, um, uh, that uh, Ned Stark. Uh, so Edward, of, Edward Stark. Instead yeah. of calling him Ned, they called him Edward. Like it's just different. I mean, it, it, it could be called Edward Stark, it, but it doesn't make sense. I guess if the if the spelling is the same, then it would be, instead of be Ned, it'd be like Need. They called him Need yeah. Need Steer. Need Steer. Need Steer. All right, Andrew, what you got? Blow us away with your list. Okay. Oh, Sorry, I was I was still <laughs> muted. <laughs> All right. So at uh, number three, I also had Beverly Hills Ninja because. Nice. It is a terrible movie and terrible kung fu movie. Uh, number two, I also had three ninjas, uh, but more specifically, three ninjas ninjas kick back, kick is, back. Uh, is even worse. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, my number one is a movie that I actually loved as a kid, but it is terrible, and that is called Surf Ninjas. Surf Ninjas, yeah. Oh, I was already say. No, I don't know that one. Surf oh, it's the whole thing's on YouTube. Go watch it. Yeah, Surf Ninjas. <laughs> I've actually toyed with the idea of putting that on the doing it for the podcast. It has one of my favorite dumb lines. Rob Schneider is in that movie, mm-hmm. and, oh, he's, wow. and he's pretending to be a dude in a wheelchair, and he picks up his leg and says, "Don't make me beat you with the leg that no longer works." That's just that's just <laughs> one of those quotes that lives that lives rent free in my head. Um, <laughs> So nice. I, I don't know. I I might honestly add it to the list for that. That sounds like a, a summer movie kind of a thing um, to do. In the yeah, that sounds great. But Three Ninjas, you're not wrong. I watched the the heck out of Three Ninjas with our good friend Stephen Everett. I watched that with him. <laughs> it feels like weekly. But, nice. Yes. All right. Here we go. Wait. What's supposed to happen? Out of 10, we give a score for this movie, and I put it in a spreadsheet, and we're actually going to start tweeting these out, or I'm going to start tweeting these out so people can actually see what our what our scores are, because if we're going to keep them, I might as well, if we're going to record them, I might as well share them. Um, Andrew, you go first. Okay. IMDb puts this at a 6.8, I think is what I saw. I'm not looking at it right now, but it's somewhere around there. Um, I do not like it that much, <laughs> um, and I don't think it holds up. But uh, would I watch it again? Maybe. You know, it's on. I'm not going to actively search it out, so I'm going to give this a, a uh, five point five. Okay. Sure. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think the only way I would watch this is corny. If you came over and said, um, "All of the TV in the world has exp- has has gone off air." This is the only thing left to this watch. Is, this is it, yeah. Then I'll say, okay, let's watch it. What what you got? Tornado. Oh, me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so, okay, so I'm going to get a, a little mix of uh, nostalgia and actual movie grading. Sure. Um, I, I am, I'm going to give it a flat seven. All right. Because every time I watch this, it makes me happy. Is that a minor? Six point nine. The six point nine of that is because of feelings and not actual work. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's okay. Again, that's it's perfectly fine. I don't have a problem with that at all. That keeps it from being harmonic. If it's flat seven, uh-huh. just so you know. Yeah. 
and music Sorry, majors music everywhere show. groaned. Sam. Um, uh, hmm. I, 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 I can't give this above a five. I'm sorry. Even though I laughed at it, it's still really bad. So, um, a 4.15 out of 10. Sorry, Corey. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm somewhere between Andrew and Sam. I, I think this is a genuinely bad movie, but I also had a good time with it. I laughed and, um, this is also definitely one one case where I had way more fun talking with it with you guys than actually watching yes. the movie. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm glad we watched it just simply so now that I, I have some quotes that I can kind of throw back at Corny every now and then. So if he sends me a text, <laughs> I can just respond with "show enough," and then now we're we're on the same page. Because I'm pretty yeah. sure you've probably sent that back to me, and I just thought, okay, it's just a funny thing to say. Now I get it. So. I'm oh, gonna, you showed up before several times. I'm sure you have. Uh, so I'm just going to give it a straight five. Uh, five nunchucks bitten in half out of ten. Um, or five nice. white Colonel Sanders with a mohawk. I don't know why he'd be white. Of course, he's Colonel Sanders. But five Colonel Sanders with a mohawk out of ten. Seriously, go back and watch. He's laughing. The dude's genuinely laughing. It's great. So, all right. That's our show. That's it. Yeah. Uh, wait, what? Are you making a chicken reference? You mother. Yeah, nice. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, so now time to play uh, this scene. And I'm going to punch that bleaker kid in the wiener next time I see him. Mac. <laughs> what happens when I click random things? We're doing the, the, the movie quote. Last week, Andrew didn't know what the movie was. That was cool. This one, I don't know this one. This is a little game corny that we've added. Um, I have a giant movie poster of, or a poster of movies, movie quotes, I should say, 101. We've got this for two years. This quote, I appreciate the whole seduction game you've got going on here, but let me give you a tip. I'm a sure thing. I actually have no idea what that's from. So <laughs> if you are listening and know what that is, feel free to tweet or Facebook or whatever at me to let me know this is what that is, and I would appreciate it. So. Um, also, Corny, I just I have this. We did Con Air recently, and I don't know why it's it's looking looking at me right here. So I'm just gonna play this. Ah! There you go. That was for you, pal. <laughs> that's when that's when uh, Nick Cage slaps the dude that's dressed like a woman. So, I, and and I also want to to mention Corny. Uh, one of the students I have in my class, his name is is actually Malachi, and <laughs> it takes everything in my soul. Not to not to you know, do this. Malachi. Malachi. Yeah, that that I have handy. <laughs> you all so much. Yeah, that's yeah, good stuff. I still haven't found my um, uh, not a great plan bit. I still not a great plan. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Here we go. Not a great plan. Here we go. Here we go. Anyway, that's the show. Gosh, guys, this was so much fun. Thank you, Corny, for coming back on and doing this one with us. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Show enough. Show enough. <laughs> uh, next week, um, which is in reality three Earth Days from tonight, uh, we are doing Push, which is the Chris Evans um, oh. thing with the special yeah. powers. And are you going to push it really good? push it really good. I think there's going to be a lot of times you hear that joke. Nice. I, I think. I think yeah. we're going to hear that joke a lot. 
which is great. Well, if, if push comes to shove. Yeah. Oh, no, that's good, too. <laughs> Save all these for the movie. Save these for the movie. Here's, here's oh, something that's coming. blowing my mind. The Last Dragon, 6.9 on IMDb. Push, 6.1. So maybe maybe I'm misremembering this movie as being better than it is. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen it in a handful of years. Uh, but we will also have another special guest on. This, she will be new to the podcast, to our show. Uh, she has a podcast of her, of her own, which I have mentioned before. Um, but I'm looking forward to doing that. We're doing uh, Ooh, the and, uh, Yeah. Yeah, we've we've had several on actually recently. Yeah, I, I, it still surprises me that they say yes. Yeah, and uh, one has come on. She's a we've had her on twice. She's a regular, and, and she's great. And um, yeah. so anyway, next week push. Uh, uh, go to our website cheapsreviews.libsyn.com is where you can find all of our old episodes because iTunes only backtracks like the last hundred or so. Facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews is where you can connect to us there. Twitter is at Cheap Seat Cast. Um, and on Instagram, we're on Instagram. I'm actually putting things on there, well, probably not as much as I should, but, you know, a couple times a week. I'll you on the gram? Oh, I'm on the gram. We're on the gram. In fact, yeah. I've been tagging you, Corny. I was tagging you a couple times this week to, to you know, say, oh, hey, guests guest coming up. Yep. So like uh, there, also please, please, please leave us a review on iTunes. That's the best way that we can raise our, uh, our profile so other people can, 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 can listen and share in the warmth of our voices. And emails can go to cheatsingfellowship.gmail.com. And that's it, guys. So again, next week we're doing push, and I'm really excited for that. So on behalf of Corny, thanks again, pal. Andrew and Sam, yeah, this is uh, Sean saying thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.